You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE Superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. We cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge, all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day in the neighborhood, won't you be mine, won't you be mine. What's up, dude? Oh, man, I think we just named the episode. Write it down. Perfect. Beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful, what did you say? A, a, blue, a beautiful day. A beautiful in day in the neighborhood. I'm writing it down right now. No uh, idea what brought that, no idea what fucking brought that on. The but. last couple of... Um, episodes i have just been phoning it in with the names <laughs> like i'm like what well, are we 69 talking was easy 69 yeah, was great right. <laughs> 69 uh beautiful day all right um so what's on your mind man what's happening how are things doing good man uh welcome you know to our listeners welcome to our patreon Hopefully, welcome to the new fans that I met at Legends of Hamburg. Yeah, uh, how was that? I, yeah, I went to the Legends of Hamburg convention over the weekend. Uh, shout out to those folks. That was a top-notch event. Um, yeah, it was really good, man. Uh, hopefully, they make that a once-a-year thing. Uh, met a lot of the pod squad. Met, met Slichter! Nice. <laughs> uh, Slichter hung out with Slichter. He was making, yeah. making the Slicker. rounds there. I saw his pictures. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, met a lot of people, told a lot of people about the show. Got a lot of good feedback. People people saying they listen, which is great. And got a lot of feedback with people going, oh, man, I'm looking for a new podcast. That's good. So that was, that was cool, too. So uh, if I met you over at the uh, Legends of Hamburg convention, thank you. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Now, Nah, it was really good. A lot of cool people. Saw a lot of my uh, ECW family. Uh, saw plenty of uh, people. You know, always great to see Gary Michael Capetta. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, g- great stuff, man. Great stuff. I was uh, standing there at my table, and Gary Michael Capetta stopped by for a little bit. And he was talking to me about, like, giving me some stories from, like, that building back in the, when he ring, ring announced for WWE. And That's you awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we had a good, like, 10-minute, 15-minute conversation about that building and little things that, you know, happened there. So, but, yeah, overall, it was a great, great event. 
uh, and uh, I'm I'm happy that I was involved. And uh, hopefully, like I said, hopefully they take they make that a uh, once a year thing. Yeah, it looked really cool. Um, it looked like they had a ring set up as well. Were they doing show? Were they doing a show? Yeah, there was a, a local. I don't know if this, it was. I don't know if it was tied together, but there's a wrestling promotion called Outbreak that was running a show that night. So, who, who this day and age doesn't want to go to an Outbreak show? Uh, <laughs> that's why, if they offered, I would have gave it I a hard pass. But, um, <laughs> but the plus the fact that I'm just picky. Um, but yeah. Uh, there was like a an out, yeah, show called you know, Outbreak. I don't know if they were the same. I don't think they were the same people. But, yeah, they had the ring there for the, the, the show that night. And, you know, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And I saw you were pretty busy as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely talking about Outbreak. <laughs> I was uh, going, I was all over the place. I, I was in Tampa doing a, uh, a bare knuckle fighting. Um, bare, well, I mean, I didn't fight. Um, but <laughs> I was gonna say, I was in, you I look was, pretty good. You yeah. look pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You see the other guy. Um, I uh, no, I was in Tampa for a bare knuckle fighting championship, uh, producing the fight and focus for that. And then I fl- I flew home on Friday, and then Saturday left to go uh, down the shore to Atlantic City for uh, GCW Homecoming, which uh, was my first GCW show. Now, I've gone on record on this show before. That you know, deathmatch wrestling is not exactly my cup of tea, um, <laughs> or but, seltzer. But uh, yeah, I uh, I was really I was really impressed with the main event um, and the show in general. Just that you know, um, I, I thought the atmosphere was really cool, and it reminded me of what I had. It, it, it reminded me of ECW in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. There were some things that, you know, I look at it and I think ECW got right and they're not quite getting right yet, but that's just my opinion for whatever it's worth. Um, it's early. Yeah, but uh, but they're growing and it was great to be able to be a part of that. And, uh, you know, my, my personal, um, I'm up to, as of last time I checked it, it was over 90,000 views on my YouTube uh, of nice. the video with Matt Cardona, the post-match one, which... You know, that's a, a thanks to Brett Lauderdale, uh, the owner of GCW, and and a thanks to Matt Cardona um, for having me be the the guy to interview him. Um, yeah. You know, that was very cool of... Well, it was very cool of Matt to have me be the guy to interview him. Uh, very cool of GCW to let it be me uh, as opposed to saying, hey, we've got our own guy to do it. And then Brett uh, and Matt both being like, Put it on your social media. Share it on your social media. And I'm That's like, great. all right. And man, I got to tell you, I have never had that many retweets or uh, reviews on <laughs> anything I've ever posted on my personal one. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was That's a crazy so cool. night. Like, I, I thought I, I, I that somebody had asked in our in our Patreon Facebook group, asked me how it was, and I said I'd mention it on the show. And uh, the atmosphere was intense. It was, you know, I know... Meltzer is going on about the the plants. Um, and listen, if there were, then okay. I didn't see any. Um, I had the privilege of being backstage all day and being out, you know, by the ring all day before. Uh, I was there maybe an hour and a half after. Um, 
over, you know, there was no, I didn't see any of the people that were throwing things. I mean, all I saw when things were being thrown, that was around when I went back into the locker room because I was out to watch the match. And the GCW officials, I can tell you, were uh, definitely concerned about Matt Cardona's well-being and were encouraging him to not head back towards the dressing room area. Like, he left out, like, the front door and pretty much came back around because they thought he was just going to get, you know, they were going to, like, stab him or something. Um, I also, the referees, um, I know a couple of them, one of them got hit in the head with, a, a yeah. like, a beer can. Uh, like, what he said felt like a full beer can. You know, it, it, it's, so to say that there were plants, it's kind of like, well, why, like, don't you think the referees have gotten the hell out of there? You know? Right. Like, why, it, it, it's, um... And then Meltzer to go on, it's a disgrace the business, whatever. Yeah, I remember I remember the disgrace that was uh, Hulk Hogan joining the NWO, you know, and, and the trash <laughs> there. Like, come on. Like, I don't support it. Like, definitely don't do that. It's a freaking show. Right. Don't injure, like, come on. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, so, but it was, it was great. It was a great opportunity. Um, and, uh, you know, more opportunities now. You know, Meanie, I wanted to talk to you about this on the show because, you know, one thing we've been talking about is how busy my schedule is getting um, yes. with travel now, with, with Fight TV and all that. Very lucky to be doing that. Um, we had talked last week about the question of would I be in Chicago? And, you know, over this last week, things have gotten closer and closer to, you know, working out things. It's, it's looking like at this point, my answer would be, yes, I'm definitely going to be in Chicago as long as something's happening in Chicago because now COVID cases back on the rise. Yeah. There's now discussion again of, you know, are things going to happen? You know, I don't, all I know is there's stuff with AEW talking about their concern with Chicago and New York and, you know, what's going to happen there with their shows. And, you know, I am by no means speaking for Conrad with his top guy weekend, but I've got to imagine if AEW cancels the, the show they'd have to postpone something like that. And that is not something that's not behind the scenes news or anything. That's just me assuming Speculate. I'm just speculating. Yeah. I'm, well, you know, like they cancel a show. I don't know. Well, look, you've ran, you, you've run events. Yeah. And you know, you know what it's like. And you know, uh, I mean, shit. I mean, we're in a, I, I think we're still in a pandemic. But we, I remember I think we when were I was, technically out of it for like a minute, and then we're back. And then you know, I ran shows for three PW, and it's like, holy shit, the Eagles are in the playoffs. Are we going to even yep. <laughs> draw a house? You know, but now here we you are. We hear you know AEW. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen with this pandemic and stuff like that. I got a, a trip coming to Alaska. You know, yeah. do I do, do I want to sit in a, a germ tube for a couple of hours so, and? I'll tell you, they, you when know? I went on the plane, I felt more comfortable on the plane than I did at the hotel in Tampa or at the venue in Tampa or anything like that. Really? Well, like in your own room, your own private room? My own room because I felt like the room wasn't as clean as I would have liked, you know? Right. And normally, you know, I wipe stuff down in a hotel room when I go there. Just I do that in general. I've always done that because um, yeah. you're not looking to get sick. But, like, I always... Wipe the remote 
That's the number one thing. They don't clean it. They don't clean the remote, but no. everyone touches it. No. But no, on the plane, you, you step on and they give you a little like uh, wipe when you step on there. And then they apparently have wiped it down and cleaned it for you. And then you wipe it down and clean it yourself. You're wearing a mask the whole time. Um, so when I say more, I don't mean comfortable. I mean more comfortable. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. comfortable. But uh but yeah, man, but no, I don't know what's going to happen with that. And I mean, you've got this trip, um, you know, you've got this trip planned that I hope, you know, yeah. for, for, uh, uh, who is it for wrestle pro? Yeah. Wrestle pro Alaska. Yeah. And I hope that happens and, for uh, you. And I, you know, same here. Um, I see, you know, I see people flying all the time and I'm just like, man, how can they do it? You know, it's just, uh, yeah. you're, you're breathing the recycled air. You know, well, apparently like, that goes through I, the that's probably better air for you than a lot of other places from right. what I understand, because it goes through like a purification thing. Because like in my brain, you know, I'm old enough to remember when people used to people were allowed to smoke on flights, <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, smoking and not smoking section. Yeah, the smoke's just totally going to stay in that yep. section. Right. They know, you know, smoke <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, man, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm in, interested on your take on you know flying because you know I see it on social media, but I don't think I've ever talked to anybody who's, who's flown. Yeah, you know, just the airport. Um, you know, and again, I can only speak to Philadelphia and uh, and Tampa, but um, the airports were actually way better than they've been before. Like I've always been a bit of like a, a like a germaphobe. Like I, I don't need to sit too close to people, you know, or whatever. So um, the fact that like they still had spaced out, you know, seats and stuff like you, you if you were sitting down, you couldn't have anybody next to you. Um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, so not in on the plane, I... in the airport, not on the plane. Oh, yeah. On the plane, no, you're still, you know, but uh, yeah. I, you know, and I don't know what, like, an international flight would be like. Um, I, yeah, well, technically, it's it's not really international, but... Um, yeah, but, I mean, it's, I think the plane long. quality is, right? Uh, it's the same yeah, type of yeah. plane as an international flight. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It was just, like, it, it, it wasn't the best, like, had I had the option of driving, I, I would drive. Like, I'm probably going to drive to Chicago. Um, which you had done before, dude, and I, you know, I did. Dude, it's a, it, it's a, it's an easy trip. Yeah, it's a great trip. Um, so that's I, you, you know, could ca- you could catch up, up catch up on all your podcasts. Yep. You know. Uh, yeah, I just can't do it's it. Great. I just can't do that to Tampa. You know, but but yeah, no, I don't know. I just hope these things don't get like anybody listening to this, and then we'll I'll stop whining about it but anybody listening <laughs> here's my feeling on it if you're not vaccinated i i don't want to judge you i th- i believe you should be i believe the well we don't know what they put in it all right tell me the last five things you ate and tell me exactly what the ingredients are in it you don't you know <laughs> unless you were grilling vegetables and you know and you got your own you hunted your own meat you have no idea what's been put in any of these things what type of preservatives what any of this stuff go watch supersize me and find out a little bit you know about what these things can do to your body and then stop worrying so much about what's in this vaccine by the way did you get a flu shot what's in the flu shot i don't know 
I got one, but I don't know what's yeah. in it. If you get, God forbid you get cancer, you're going to go to your doctor and your doctor is going to give you a regimen of what you need to do to treat that cancer. Well, you're going to trust that doctor about that. So trust him about right. the damn, anyway, the other side of it, if you choose not to, I, I will respect your opinion because it's not my business what your reasons are. So let's say you choose not to get vaccinated. Wear a mask. Wear a mask around everybody. Anyone that you're around because this Delta variant is significantly more dangerous um, yep. because it's easier to spread. Yep. So just wear a mask. That's the thing. You don't want to get vaccinated? Hey, that's your body. That's your business. But have respect for our bodies and our business and don't, you know... Don't breathe your crap all over us. So that's my that's my take on it. And I know like we've we spent an entire pandemic being much more politically correct about it. But at this I'm point, tired. I, I'm, I'm just because all the people you're about to see, all these people bitch and moan and complain again. And it's like because there's going to be the mask mandate. There's going to be all these things. Things are going to start shutting down, and people are going to complain. And oh, you're taking away our rights and all that crap. Had you worn a mask and stayed inside for two weeks this thing would have been done. Like, but you couldn't because you needed to be big shots and talk about your rights that you don't understand and talk about science that you don't understand because you saw on Facebook a meme that told you Denzel Washington said something. Like, it, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. So, you know, that's, I'm off my soapbox. Well, one of my favorite photos I've seen, yeah, speaking of social media, uh, it's a, it's a car and the, the person had like an anti-vaccine bumper sticker on the car and outside that vehicle was hanging a hand with a, a lit cigarette in it. <laughs> it's just, you can't be putting that crap in your body, you know? No, nah, no, you know. <laughs> there was one that I saw. Um, somebody posted, you may have seen this one. Um, I'll look, I'll look it up while you're. Oh, well, uh, people go, oh, how do they come up with a vaccine so quick? Because there's always been a coronavirus. Yeah, they've been studying it for years and years. Yeah, that yeah, the biggest conspiracy when this whole thing started was like, oh, how come there's the word coronavirus on the can of Lysol? Because it's always been around. Yeah. But it, it's this is the newest strain. So they took the, <laughs> they took the vaccine for the previous strain. Mm -hmm. And gimmicked it. It made it pretty much, you know, work. They said the, they yeah. ran tests all at the, like, instead of being like, we'll run one test and then we'll run the next test. Then we'll run the next test. They ran them all at the same time because if you run yeah. them all at the same time. That speeds things up, which is something you can do when you're getting emergency funding for something. When there's a worldwide pandemic. Uh, I saw this it's one. Called uh, it says, I guess we should retire the expression, avoid it like the plague, given how little effort people put into avoiding an actual plague. <laughs> but, yeah so just yeah, guys true. come on just i want to go you know james Sorensen's going to be out now i'm i'm hearing like hey man we're gonna we're definitely going to want you in chicago and i'm thinking james Sorensen and i are going to grab a drink to celebrate his birthday don't take that yeah. away from us this is the closest i'm ever going to get to be able to hang out with i'm hoping maybe eric bischoff will join us you know <laughs> i'm trying to get the rub from james here so come on guys uh. please yeah, the yeah, you're our bitch. So yeah, I mean, I'm trying. Hey, Vanessa, gotta... Vanessa asks about my shirt. It says, "Who's your buddy?" And it's a picture of the buddy from Brothers Gatter. Uh, Meanie, is that a good time to talk about that? I feel like I've been talking I, I, way too much on this episode. Nah, dude. Look, 
we we've had a we've had quite a busy week. So yeah. we both have <laughs> stuff we need to talk about. I kind of feel like a dick because I I forgot to put mine on, but my fine. house is so hot. I need to put a yeah. tank top right now. <laughs> I'm sweating my balls off over here. Oh, um, well, plus I don't want to turn the air because I don't want to interfere with the sound and all this shit. But he, uh, I mean, he's gonna yeah, get a heat stroke for for all of you listeners. Stop laughing at me. Um, uh, Yeah, let's talk about uh, Brother Catter. So, um, as things are one to do, things came up, schedules had to change, and we will not be doing the live meet and greet on August 7th in Port Henry, New York. However, as the Fink would say, uh, we will... (laughs) Be uh, rescheduling that for September 11th. Um, we will be there doing the whole meet and greet, the live show, you know, doing a show from there, all that stuff. That is going to happen. Um, I think it's already been changed on the website and all. Uh, they've notified the people because there were already people who had bought tickets and stuff. So, you know, um, I know we're, we're definitely going to maybe give those people a little extra something. And, and it's... Uh, yeah. But it'll be really nice, and um, you'll be able, you can get these shirts now that I'm wearing. There's one, of course, with Meanie on it as well. Um, yeah, you can you can get those, and uh, yeah. So September 11th, we will be there, and I got to tell you, it, it, it it's it's not lost on me that we'll be recording that on the 20th anniversary of of 9/11. Oh wow, uh, is when we'll be doing wow. that appearance. Um, but uh, you know, my first thought was like, oh man. And then my next thought was, well, good. Like, good that 20 years later, you know, are, are these people who tried to destroy everything, you know, yeah. didn't. Um, but uh, yeah, didn't destroy. Yeah, you, you didn't succeed because the mind of the meanie is going to appear live. And that was your number <laughs> one goal was to make sure that never happened. Um uh, you didn't succeed because we're de- we're uh, destroying ourselves from with it. <laughs> yeah, man. Jeez, um, uh, I, I don't even want to go that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought that. No, I got so uh, many things <laughs> to but, say. I just uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll, let me rake your eyes. Hold on, oh. hold on. Uh, so uh, uh, I have to say, uh, big ups on me. It's uh, my fault. We have to reschedule this gimmick uh, with Brothers Gatter. Uh, something personal came up. Uh, like I said, when the world started opening up, uh, my personal life got real busy. Uh, and thank you. I'm, I'm grateful to Brothers Gatter uh, for being so gracious and rescheduling this. Uh, we were going to try to figure out how to make it work with me by a satellite. Yeah. Uh, uh, I shot that day, down but. quickly. I was like, I don't want to deal with the disappointment of the people when they walk in and they <laughs> see that they're only meeting me. I, I feel like I would have to be and the, like, and the blue tilly money back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me and the blue and, tilly. And the blue tilly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, but, man, uh, hey, yeah, it it, happens, it's, it's, yeah, life happens. Uh, like as we've been learning a lot with this show, um, this, we're still dedicated to the show. The show is, like I said, we're in it for the long haul, uh, but like real life things come up, uh, you know, things come up like we've, we've seen over at Afri shows, you know, with, uh, Bruce and Conrad and trying to work things out and stuff like that. You know, 
we're going through similar things, not on that level. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I could only have that. I only wish I could have that problem. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah, things came up. Uh, thank, thankfully, they were able to reschedule. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to meet these folks, you know, up there in uh, Port Henry. And, uh, you know, uh, have fun, man. Like, I just did the, my first convention since... You know, uh, the world opened back up, and it was so much fun. You know, people were super excited, and uh, I'm super excited to see uh, what we do up there at Brothers Gatter. Well, that's the thing. You know, you mentioned this is your first, the, the first one since everything opened back up. And, of course, uh, I want to talk in a minute about, you know, the, res- the response that you got for uh, your appearance on MLW now that it's aired. Um, <laughs> uh, very cool. Awesome showing on yeah. there. Um, but I look at it, and that's what's. That's why I think I, I've got so much, you know, piss and vinegar here uh, today talking yeah. about it, it and why I went on my little diatribe. It's just because I'm seeing that. I'm seeing, you know, I've gotten to be at these shows. Like, look, I have loved doing these fight and focus things from home. It's convenient. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I don't have to wear pants. It's really nice. And I get to interview all of these name people. We, we've become spoiled. Yeah. We've become spoiled. I, but, you know, I get to interview these big name people before these big events, these big fights, whatever it is. Um, but at the same time, you know, I was talking about that video that's gone kind of like viral of Matt Cardona's interview. And I get nobody's tuning into that because they're like, man, let's check out this interviewer, the guy holding the microphone. No one cares about that. But for somebody in my position in the business, that's really huge for that many people to see my name or hear my name and see my face. Because the next time they see something, maybe they look and they go, why do I know who, Why do I know the name Josh Chernoff? Let me Google him and find out. And, oh, mind of the meanie. Oh, you know, so says Chernoff. Oh, like all these things. And it helps to build. I've gotten more subscribers from it, you know? So like, and just to be a part of the business again, as opposed to feeling like you're adjacent to the business, you know, to be there in the thick of it. And I was excited. I haven't been at AEW since March, uh, or I guess it was technically February of, uh, mm-hmm. of 2020 was the last show I was at for AEW. And I was psyched about this Chicago stuff coming up and New York is supposed to be there for the big stadium show. And the fact that this is a question, the fact that, you know, you are finally back out there meeting Slichter and, and getting, you know, <laughs> and getting to see all of your old friends and stuff. And now this thought again of just like, well, it's not going to happen. And we know how this goes. You know, they're going to say, we're shutting this down. Okay, so we're shutting it down. And for how long? Well, we'll just shut it down for about two weeks. Oh, okay. Oh, these people aren't going to listen. Okay, well, now two weeks becomes a month. And now it's a year and a half again. And it's going to be the same damn thing. Wash, rinse, repeat. Yep. It's frustrating, you know? It is. Uh, we're making we're making headway. And uh, it's... You're going to have to start all over again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're saying people are getting the Delta variant with uh, who are vaccinated, but they're not having symptoms, yeah. which there's always that risk of giving it to somebody, that, you know, playing hot potato. That's so, my concern because my kids, my kids can't get vaccinated. Right. So right. if I'm carrying, I'm not, I don't care about myself. Uh, you know, I'm not looking to get sick, but, you know, I have my vaccine. I feel confident that if I were to catch it, it probably would be a pain in the ass, but like whatever I'll get, you know, I'll get over it. Cause I, I don't think it's, it's supposed to be like 
too much of a breakthrough, like too bad. But then I could give it to my three kids. And again, they say, well, it's not as bad for kids as it is for adults. Okay, I'm not looking to give my kids a cold, let alone give them the freaking coronavirus. And then, God forbid, one of them is with a friend who then spreads it to a grandparent who maybe had a medical reason that they weren't able to get vaccinated. You know, and that's the thing, too. There are people who can't get vaccinated for medical reasons. And that's the thing that really pisses me off is the one who's choosing not to, but is putting these other people at risk. You know, I, I it's it's frustrating. I, I don't know. I don't want to keep, I don't want this show to just be depressing. And <laughs> people are like, I tuned into Mind of the Meanie. It's mine to shurn off and he's bitching and moaning and all that crap. But, uh, <laughs> but GCW was a blast. So Yeah, shout out to <laughs> Brett Lauderdale, man. Um, yeah. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, oh, please do. I already beat you. Um, yeah, Brett's do- doing amazing things. Like I said, I ran shows for a couple of years for 3PW. We tried to run one show in Jersey, and it was the biggest fucking pain in the balls ever. <laughs> and the fact that he runs shows in South Dakota, of all places. Yeah. Like, what? He's How hustling. do you do it? Yeah, dude. Dude, nothing but respect. He's got a great uh, team around him, too. Um, they, definitely ha- they definitely have a-, a punk rock vibe to them, uh, GCW. That's great. Um, you know, word of mouth. People are talking. And uh, just the fact that Matt Cardona and, uh, you know, uh, and this in this match with, um, I'm blanking here. Oh, with uh, Nick Gage? Yeah, with Nick Gage. Sorry. Uh, long day. Uh, right. Nick Gage and Matt Cardona was the number one trend on Twitter above the UFC. And the Olympics. And, and the Olympics. Yeah. So hats off to them, man. Uh, hats off to Brett. He's doing great stuff. He's got a great crew. Uh, and, you know, and, you know here, here's my opinion with the whole, you know, throwing shit in the ring stuff. Do I condone it? No. Uh, but I would be lying if I didn't say any heel in the business worth their salt <laughs> or worth their weight in salt or whatever the fucking saying is. That's the kind of reaction. That's the kind of heat you inspire to aspire to get. Um, you know, ECW was famous. E- ECW was famous for the Mick Foley Terry Funk match, where all the fans threw in the chairs. <laughs> yeah. And at the moment, ECW was furious about it. But goddamn, if they didn't put that in the opening of the TV <laughs> show every week, you know, yep. do we condone it? No. Does it look amazing? Of course it does. It look it's a spectacle. Well, that's the thing. Does and it, it does it look amazing, right? The pictures yeah. and videos of Cardona, you can't hear booze uh in a picture. But yeah. you could look at that picture and you could you could hear them by looking at that picture cuz you knew the heat there, you yeah, know? Dude, dude, there was heat. There threat. And I I I, sw- I swear I saw flash bulbs. Which is like my biggest thing in wrestling. I miss you know seeing yeah. old school fashion, old fashioned flash bulbs because that flash bulbs tell you how important that moment mm-hmm. is. Because everybody to Yeah, right. And uh, there's an old saying in the wrestling business, and it still rings true today. Heat, heat puts meat in the seats. Mm. People, heat will put meat in the seats because people will pay to want to see the rematch. People want to pay to see Matt Cardona lose. Yep. And Matt Cardona's doing a fantastic job 
for that brand Amazing. of GCW taking the belt to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, posing right next to Walt Disney with the you know with the belt. I saw somebody. He's doing amazing things. Somebody mocked up a picture of it, and they made the belt uh, have a purple strap. And I was just like, Cardona, please, please do that. Please yeah. come out with your new GCW title with a bright purple strap. Like, oh. In, 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 in the, the, um, the, the colors of his podcast, mm-hmm. re, re, repaint the, the, uh, the plates when I, with the purple and yep. the yellow. That would be amazing. <laughs> when I saw him. Uh, I'll slide into his DMs. Yeah, definitely do. When I saw him with the, because uh, uh, I did an interview with him and with Nick Gage before they went out, because I did a fight and focus there. And the suggestion was, can we get, you know, the main event? Of course, you know, you want to do it. Can you get Nick Gage and can you get uh, Matt Cardona? And I shot that down and because I knew that even if, and I talked to him about it afterwards and everyone was in agreement. The fans were already in when we were doing the fight and focus. Cardona could not have been sitting out there in the crowd, they would have no. attacked him. And in the same respect, Nick Gage couldn't have been out there. What kind of interview are you getting? They're gonna attack. They'll they attack him on the way to the ring out of love. So uh, so yeah. I was able to do it backstage. But man, when I saw Cardona walk up in just head to toe white, I was like, oh no. He knew <laughs> what he was doing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is gonna be good. But dude. And the only thing that would have made that even better is he bleached his hair white like Dusty yeah, or Dustin. Right. <laughs> just so when that was so when he gets that color, it's just But here's the thing, most of his color came from like his his arm and his back. Oof. Like it was brutal. that's where he got all like the stitches and stuff. It was brutal. Um Yeah, man. Yeah, it was Hey, hey, guy, big ups to him for doing that cuz he doesn't need to. No, he didn't need to do that. That was proving something to, to himself. But it it was amazing. Uh, I, I sure G, I'm sure GCW has their detractors and whatever, but they they're doing something right. Yep. You know that's the beauty of wrestling. You know it's wrestling should be like a buffet. You know there's a little bit for everyone. You know, you know some guys like lucha. Some guys can't watch lucha. They can't get the psychology. Some guys love GCW. Some fans can't get into GCW. Because they're queasy or whatever. Not that all of it's, you know, blood and violence. They have some good wrestling on undercard. That's like great ECW stuff, yeah. Did. yeah. Yeah, it was great to see Ruckus out there, you know. And uh, they had two Cold Scorpio. Two Cold and... Scorpios out there. Marco Stunt was there. Yeah, uh, I saw a, that interview. Yeah. You know, it, it's, yeah. I mean, nobody knows this more than you from, you know, from ECW. Yeah. We talked about it so much. Mm-hmm. Their thing, I still, it's amazing, though. They go through the glass, and there's part of me that's like, oh, my God, that's terrible, and they're all cut up, and they're bleeding. But then I see someone get hit in the head straight, unprotected chair shot, and I'm like, what are you doing? You're an idiot. And that's <laughs> the one thing I still stand by is just like, because I look at that, one of the uh, ref, I want to say it was one of the referees, I asked them on the fight and focus, what's the worst injury you've ever had doing one of these matches or whatever? And one of them, who had a big scar on his elbow, said a concussion. And I was like, that didn't even cross my mind. Because wow. the worst injury was a concussion. And I saw it in the match. Like, that's the one thing is, like, and this, sounds, this is the most ridiculous thing if you're not a wrestling fan to hear someone say this, but, like, 
Dude, smash light bulbs over their head all day. But the chair shot, it's just, you know. Yeah, can I tell you that the light bulbs affect me more than seeing a chair shot? Just because of the stuff that's in light bulbs, and then you have open wounds, and then you breathe that stuff into your lungs. Mm. I mean, See, I was only thinking of it from an impact standpoint, but you're right, yeah. Yeah, the, what's that, mercury poisoning you could get? I have no Something idea. like that. See, yeah, I don't know, wh- maybe. Whatever. For all I know, they empty them. I don't know. I don't know. They're prepping like them, right? Because don't they, like, tape on? I thought they were all, like, taped together. Like, they had, like, these, like, giant bundles of light bulbs. So I, I well, don't I'm just trying to I'm trying to think how do you take that piece off on the end and put baby yeah. powder in there and replace the chemical that's in there with baby powder and then even, get that thing back and even on if there. you do how much are you replacing it right there's still got to be traces of things in there but yeah that's that that bothers me more you, you, I mean if you replace the headshot with a back shot you're good but you hit somebody with that light bulb and all that the the, the fluorescent stuff that's in there. That gets into your open wound. That you breathe that into your lungs. There's got to be long term. Eventually, we'll see what kind of long term effects yeah. that has when these guys get older. You know, that that bothers me worse than a chair shot. That's interesting. That's a good point. And a chair shot does bother me. Trust yeah. me, because I've I've had my chair. Well, you know what uh, it feels like. <laughs> you know what I, it feels. Um, you know. Unfortunately, uh, and thankfully, I took more shots to the back than. A headshot. I, th- I think in my life I've taken maybe three or four headshots. Uh, and it was for TV, sh- and I thought shot. it was worth it. Yeah. yeah. Chair shot to the back. <laughs> chair shot to the back can still hurt you, but again, it's like there's like there's injuries you can recover from and injuries you can't. And when you have brain damage, you can't really recover, you know, I, I in the same way. So... I don't know, man. It's there's one other thing that I would say with GCW, um, and you know the announcers have been nothing but kind to me. I've had them on as guests; they've been very nice to me, um, and I, I respect the the work they're putting in there. But I saw somebody post something about online where they were just like so turned off to it because the announcers were just dropping f bombs left and right and stuff like that. I didn't watch it on you know I I was there live, so I didn't hear it. So. I can't, all I'm right. saying is what I saw. For all I know, they said it one time, right? But if that's the case, it made me think part of the charm of ECW was Joey Styles and how Joey yeah. Styles was the antithesis of what you were seeing in the hardcore aspect of ECW. Joey Styles was this Poindexter, you know, straight laced <laughs> kind. And I don't mean it to insult him because I love Joey Styles, but the. He was the play-by-play, you know, guy with the statistics and the guy, and he's going to call this match and everything. And I would love it when he would just be like, oh, he hit him low, you know, because, like, he, he was trying to, like, find the words to say, you know. And when he would get really passionate and really, like, hot about something, then he would, like, I thought Joey was such an unbelievably important part of what made ECW what it was. And I'm certainly not yeah. the first one to suggest that, but that's something where I go like, you know, having like, like the ring announcer, I, I, I don't care for the presentation. I'm not going to say I don't care for the ring announcer. I'm just going to say the presentation of him, the fact that he's in the t-shirt and the jeans and he's like, yeah, we're going to go, you know, I look at it and I go like, that's, 
to me, that almost makes it too gimmicky. Like, it doesn't yeah. make it, it makes it less of an impressive product, in a way. It, ta- it takes the attention off the wrestlers, really, um, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, if, if they're dropping F-bombs on commentary, which I didn't hear, I, I, I don't know if they did or whatever, but yes, that also... The the, the 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 attention should be on what goes on in the ring. It like the commentary should be should accentuate what you're seeing in the ring. It shouldn't make you go, "Ha ha, he said fuck." Right. You know, this just you know, and, and, and you're also, yeah, I know GCW is doing pretty good, but you're also putting yourself at a disadvantage when you eventually want to try to grow your product, yep. you know, and, you know, uh, maybe get some TV clearances or something like that because unless you're getting on just straight up cable, you know, yeah. you know, not, you know, I don't know if that's their uh, intention either. They might not care if they're ever on TV, but they, if somebody's going to try to drop an F-bomb, it should be a, a talent in the ring out of frustration or anger. And I don't know what a ring announcer should be angry enough to drop an F bomb kind of thing. I, I also you know, think I also think that the um I'm sorry if I cut you off there. Um No, 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 no. I also You're think good. that the the like the announcer side of it is you know, again, I'm not a, a, a fan of deathmatch wrestling. I'm just not. It's not my thing. And that's fine. I was just in a room with a bunch of people who as sure as hell was their thing. So you know what? <laughs> if you enjoy it, that's your business. Um, I respect, you know, the people who who are a part of it. Uh, respect the hell out of someone like Matt Cardona who's not a part of it but still put his body through it. Um, but uh, but I look at it and I go, you know, with the announcers and the atmosphere and stuff like that is the announcers, I've always believed that they, you can take something that someone can can trash, but a good announcer can make you believe in what you're seeing. A good announcer can explain to you the passion behind it. Explain, you know, I want an announcer for a death match. Explain to me why this, why they're doing a death match. Make yeah. me walk away from it going, wow, I never thought of it that way. That's kind of, okay, oh, I'm kind of seeing, they're, sh- they're, they're narrating this in a way that's making me understand why they're fighting for this, what they're doing. And, you know, just to be like, oh, he fucking hit him with the fucking, like, you know, it's like, all right. Like, it doesn't, I don't need you to be over the top going, my God, look, you hit him with fucking glass. Like, yeah, just watch that, man. I just watched yeah. it. Tell me why yeah. he's willing to put his body through that. Tell me why he's, you know, what his intent is behind it, you know. So, I don't know. That's that's more pontification. Sean Jones says, so dudes trying to kill each other is okay, but fuck is a bridge too far. Yeah, I mean, maybe the the person who complained about it just didn't like the whole show in general and was finding something to complain about. And that's why I said, like, I didn't see it, so I don't know. He may have said it one time, and it may have been in response. To, it may have been today's version of, oh, my God, you know, but. It's weird. Uh, like, I'll, in a conversation, I could say fuck. A lot. I'll say, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I got to fucking go to the motherfucking store or all that shit like that. But then somebody tried to give me a shirt and it said shit on it or it had a swear word on it. I was like, yeah, I don't think I could wear a, word, a shirt that has a swear word on it because if I got to swear, I could bite my tongue. Mm-hmm. 
if I'm walking down the street and a kid comes out, I'm gonna walk around with my hand over, you know, <laughs> with the, what are you saluting the flag? No, I, I my shirt says shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Just, uh, just, you know, if somebody's going to swear, leave it to the wrestlers. You know, yeah. you know, I, 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 I can see a wrestler dropping an f bomb out of frustration or anger, like oh, I've had enough of your shit. Or, you know, I, how big of a deal was it when Bret Hart broke down on li- live Raw? One, this oh, is man. bullshit. Oh, that was insane. It was like the that, start of the Attitude Era right there. Yes. They, that could have been very well been the start of the Attitude Era. But, like, if you, be, you know, yeah, it's the difference between having sex and, and just straight up fucking. You know, just <laughs> there, there's there's a time and a place for it, you know. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking speaking of times and, and place, um, I find this this important to talk about because we're talking about broken glass talking about Matt Cardona went through the thing man and he was bleeding like it was disgusting backstage like just looking at that how how much he was bleeding yeah and uh the one thing that I knew was okay was that as bad as his arm and his back was um rumor has it his balls were fine um Thank God. Yeah, and that's because he, much like you and I, we go to manscaped.com. I don't know what promo code he's using. Well, I do, but we're not going to say it. But we are using promo code MEANIE20. So, MEANIE, if I may uh, speak to our listeners here. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a, a pube problem? If so... Our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff. By going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code MEANIE20. Ready for an out-of-world experience, fellas? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off in not only the U.S., but Canada, the U.K., across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore, where you can take care of your Singapore cane. I added that. (laughs) Inside this package... You'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. First schedule for liftoff, new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even your anus. The- that was a mouthful. Oh, that's what she said. The fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advantage. Their advanced skin safe technology, the Lomar 4.0, has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on off switch, can engage a travel lock, and is even waterproof. Meanie man. Talk about manscaped.com. Dude, they're doing great stuff. Uh, you know, the weather has been uh, quite humid, and I've been mm-hmm. using the uh, crop 
before I leave the house, I make sure to give the boys a little spritz with the crop reviver. Uh, when I come home, long day at work, hop in the shower, get out of the shower, I give my feet a little spritz with the uh, foot spray. Mm-hmm. And my feet feel like they haven't been through, a, you know, I haven't gone over 12,000 steps for that day. You know, it's just everything they do is just for a purpose, and yeah. the purpose is comfort and uh, ease of which to uh, get that comfort, whether it's their great technology. Uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of the, uh, you know, the ear and nose hair uh, trimmer. Mm-hmm. I use that uh, regularly. I also joined their club where uh, for 15 bucks they'll send you, uh, you know, a replacement blade and a uh, replacement. They uh, sent me a replacement crop reviver. A re- crop reviver. Yeah. So, yeah, they got a lot of good stuff going on over there. Yeah, uh, that, Manscaped. That uh, weed whacker, as you were talking about, they also yes. claim that it's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. Um, yeah. But the proprietary skin-safe technology uh, does, in fact, prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Um, yeah. You're talking about the crop pr- uh, preserver, uh, ball yes. deodorant, and the crop reviver to help your little planets be on their A-game while feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Abort hairy balls and buzz lightyear that Woody with Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code MEANY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code MEANY20 at manscaped.com for a clean trinity and beyond. Your space balls will thank you. Uh, and we thank... Manscaped for supporting our podcast. We thank all of you for using Meanie 20 to save yourself 20%, get free shipping, and support our podcast. We really, really do appreciate it. I love when my inbox dings with a new read from manscaped.com. <laughs> the only thing better is when my uh, doorbell rings with a delivery from manscaped.com. Um, so we really do appreciate them as sponsors. When you help yourself, you're also helping Mind and Meaning yes. because they uh, take care of us through all your great, uh, all, you know, they they take care of us when you, you know, buy their product and, uh, you know, show them a little bit of love. Show, you know, when you're showing Manscaped some love, they in return show uh, Mind and Meaning a lot of love. So, yeah, th- thank you to Manscaped. Thank you to our fans who use them. Uh, if it wasn't for you using that promo code. Uh, they wouldn't be uh, still sponsoring us, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, we really, we really, really appreciate it. Um, hey, while we're talking about you know um, things that people can buy to sponsor us and do things like that, um, <laughs> our action figures by Cella Toys, um, yes. they are selling left and right. We actually just got an order from I think they're a store that wants to order this and and then ship it. Uh, they're in Scotland. And they've ordered uh, 10 figures, four of which are signed, which uh, I have some bad news if you're listening to this and you decided not to get a signed one. I think that might be it. I think that's the end of the ones we have signed. Now, does that mean we'll never sign them again? Maybe. Because Meanie and I were supposed to see each other August 7th, but now I don't know. We're probably not going to see each other maybe until September. Yeah, and there is a good chance that all of them will be sold out by September. So, which means we won't be able to sign anymore. So, you know, 
Oops. Between you traveling for fight and me doing everything I'm doing, yeah, yeah, that might that might be, be a hard thing to do. And uh, I want to get back to cello toys in a minute, so please remind me to do that because you have some news there. But um, I also want to talk while we're talking about all the traveling and everything. Um, I don't believe this will be next week, um, but I think it might be the week after and possibly even the week after that. We're not sure um, scheduling-wise. But it does look like uh, if you did not enjoy how much I've spoken on this episode, uh, (laughs) you're in luck because I am not going to be here for the next couple of episodes. Again, I might be here next week. I I have to check. I'm not sure. Um, To be determined. What's that? But yeah, to be determined, to be determined. But uh, we have found uh, we won't announce it yet, but we found a uh, a stand in um, a, a suitable replacement, suitable replacement. But I don't want to announce it in case we go to record and, and, and he can't do it for whatever reason, you know, um, yeah. but uh, a suitable replacement. Somebody I've been on their show before um, and, uh, you know, they, they came to mind as, as somebody that would just be you know, uh, uh, they're huge Eagles fan, um, you know, and I just, I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, that Meanie would be taken care of. Um, not that Meanie needs me to take care of him, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, with, with the schedules getting as crazy as they're getting, that was something that Meanie and I were talking about and it's mind of the Meanie. So we have to go around Meanie's schedule, um, because it's his show and, you can't have Mind of the Meanie without the Blue Meanie. So there are some times where um, we just can't, you know, I'm not going to be able to do it. Jonathan Chambers from Patreon says, the divorce is happening. Please think of the kids. Um, <laughs> where, listen, just because the new stepdaddy's coming in doesn't mean that I love you any less. Um, no, no, it's, it's not. No, it's, Josh, is, Josh is making a hot tag. It's and just a hot tag, somebody. yeah. Think of it more yeah. as I'm out of town and Meanie's having an affair than me, <laughs> then we're getting a divorce and he's remarrying, okay? <laughs> Think of it more that way. Uh, except, except it's an affair that I know about uh, and I set up for him because that's the type of partner I am. Um, it's a hall pass. Yeah, I want to make sure he's taken care of when I'm out of town, so... <laughs> um, uh, what... It, oh... Andy Slichter says there were figures for sale at one vendor on Saturday for $75. Our figures? The the two-pack of Mind of the Meanie? Because if they were, that vendor really should have been the Blue Meanie <laughs> selling them for $75. Good God. Good Lord. Yeah, come on. Go, go to mindofthemeanie.com and order them. But, but yeah, but we want to let you guys know that uh, because the first thing that happens when somebody like is gone for a minute is... Is there heat? Is there heat? Why isn't Josh on the show? What's going on? What's got so I'm telling you right now, this is pre planned. We know that this is happening. Um I think we've made it abundantly clear yes. between you going to Tampa, Chicago, yeah. Atlantic City. Yep. And then, you know, I got a lot of shit on my plate too. Yeah. Uh so we're gonna make this work. Yeah. You know, it's this is our thing, you know. Um, you know, if he's even if Josh isn't on the episode, he's still producing it. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, um, I mean, like, look, look over at the, uh, you know, um, at free shows with yeah. Paul. You know, he's filling in here and there. And, if if yeah. Paul can fill in for Conrad, we can have someone fill in for me. It's really not yeah. gonna. Uh, 
not going to be that big of a deal. But I just wanted to, to address that at this point. Um, but Meanie, speaking of addressing things, you know what I'd like to address right now? Uh, my balls. Oh, no, we already did that. We already did uh, that. Wh- wh- um, I'd like to uh, address some of the questions that the Pod Squad has for you with a little segment we call to Ask Meanie Anything. I would love to. Ask me something. All right. Um, Kevin Copestake writes, have you ever seen the Wild Hearts live? Do you know other wrestlers yeah. that are fans? I have definitely seen the Wild Hearts at least twice. Uh, they opened up for The Darkness here in Philly, uh, maybe 2004. And then they uh, did a um, their own solo tour. And I forget the name of the club, but it's not there. It's something Star Club. And uh, in that show, I actually uh, got to meet them. You know, I got there way early, and they were just hanging out and got to meet Ginger and the rest of the band and CJ and it's pretty cool. Uh, they're they're a great band. If you've never heard of the Wild Hearts, definitely check them out. Uh, punk rock kind of remind me a little bit of a Cheap Trick vibe, uh, but yeah, so good. Uh, do any other wrestlers? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I've tried to push them on as many people as I can. <laughs> they're because they're they're that good, and uh, I think they're that underrated. Uh, Mark and Dryden writes, what would be your guys' favorite SummerSlam matches? Meaning you go first. Wow. I mean, of course, Brett and Mr. Perfect. Uh, dude, I really wasn't much of a match, but Warrior winning the uh, the, uh, the Intercontinental buff from the Honky Tonk Man yeah. was a moment. Pretty great. That's what, and that's why I say about wrestling, it doesn't matter who wins or who loses. Give the fans the moments. Because, you know, yeah, Honky Tonk Man got squashed in that match, but nobody really remembered, you know, because he went on to, you know, do other things. But, uh, yeah, and uh, other SummerSlam matches. Um, yeah, that would have to be it. Bret Hart. I think the ultimate for, you know, SummerSlam would be Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect. Yeah, it, that, it was such a classic. Yeah, I, I, you know, my first instinct is, I want to say like stuff for uh, Heart Foundation versus Demolition. I want to say SummerSlam '90. That was in Philly, yeah. I yeah. think. Right? Yes, uh, that was yeah. one that stands out to me because as a fan, you know, I, I love that one. Uh, Bret Hart, Mister Perfect, hands down. Um, I enjoyed the uh, the Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon ladder match, the second one. Um, yeah, it was good. Um, I was at that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I talked about it that weekend. Mm-hmm. I wrestled Cactus Jack. Yes. Yes. For steel, for steel city wrestling. And uh, a couple of guys on the show, uh, one of the guys on the show, uh, Steve Nixon, a guy who I trained with at Al Snows had tickets and he was like, Hey man, I got extra ticket. You want to go? I was like, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I got to see that. That was pretty cool. I'll say another one that really stands out to me. Um, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H in the street fight in 2002. Shawn Michaels' return. Yeah. Was just, yeah. if I'm going based as a fan and, you know, my, my reaction at the time, like that was, that was really something. Didn't The Rock and Triple H do a ladder match at SummerSlam too? 
They did at the Garden. Yeah, they or did. Or was that Survivor? Or was or was that or, or was that Survivor Series? No, that was SummerSlam. I'm pretty sure that was okay. Because yeah. I think that was the SummerSlam, and the, I could be wrong on this, but I think it was the one that was headlined by. Was that Highway to Hell? Taker and uh, Stone Taker Cold. Taker and Stone Cold. I think it was that one. Where Stone Cold got a uh, concussed, I believe, in that match. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Some, somebody got somebody got injured Stone early Cold in that did. match. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people, you know, people talk about Rock and Austin, but, you know, Rock and Triple H, they kind of came up together. They kind of came up yeah. that ladder together. A lot of people don't talk about that. Austin came that up much. quicker than Rock did. Yeah. 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 Rock and Triple H really were the ones that were, that were like neck and neck the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, it's it just like a, like a, a race, you know, a little inch, little inch, little yep. inch, little inch. And they, you know, they were pretty much on pace. Yeah. You know, but, but. Of course, you know, the Steve Austin rock matches get more love, but, you know, yeah. don't sleep on those Triple H rock matches. Absolutely. Uh, here's a great question from uh, Chris WD2009. Why do Josh and the Blue Meanie think Ring of Honor never became the number two promotion in America? They had the in-ring talent and are owned by Sinclair Group, but became a feeder system to the bigger promotions over the years. That's a great question. Yeah. Um... And you know uh, they, they were they were in rough shape for a little bit, and uh, I know Jim Cornette's a hot button issue in the business. But Jim Cornette, you know, if it had if a if it hadn't been for Kerry Silken carrying the the load mm-hmm. to make sure Ring of Honor did, Ring of Honor didn't shut their doors, and then Jim Cornette helping him sell to Sinclair, you know who knows what have happened. Uh, Ring of Honor is a fantastic promotion. They have a great group of, group of people there. Uh, why they're not number two, I have I haven't the faintest idea. I don't know the inner workings of their promotion, you know. And I don't even want to speculate because I don't know. Uh, but you know, the time I got to work there, it was great. You know, they yeah. And anytime they were at the ECW arena, I was always invited to come hang out because I'm friends with Carrie. And then they, you know, before the the shutdown, my last match was uh, the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. For uh, Ring of Honor down there in Maryland, and um, yeah, and it was a great time, great atmosphere, great fans. You know, they brought back the Pure Title, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, why they're number two, not number two, I don't know. And it seems like you know uh, that, that, that whole time period when they came out, it was weird. You know, uh, ECW went out of business, and it seemed like there was this void. And that's even when I was like, yeah, let's try running some shows, and we announced three PW, and then a week later. They announced Ring of Honor, and then we're like, "Holy shit!" And then all of a sudden, TNA. They announced TNA, <laughs> and then there's like this thing where TNA made Ring of Honor, made some of the wrestlers that worked for both two sides, you know, yeah. like the Samoa Joes and AJ Styles. You know, the you can't if you can't work work Ring of Honor if you're you can't work TNA if you work for Ring of Honor. So there's always been that thing where like something's happened, you know, and. I can't. I, I'm not even going to try to pretend I know because yeah. I don't know their politics or the inner workings. I will say that I think um, some of the timings off a little bit because Sinclair Group didn't own them at the time. They didn't own oh, them yeah. originally, so I think by the time they by the time they own them, and I might be off a little bit, but by the time they could have had all that money behind them, there already was a second place. There was already TNA. Um, yeah. And now you have AEW, yep. and they're, they're not competing with AEW. I don't think Sinclair puts enough money or interest 
towards it, to be honest, in my opinion. And that's just my opinion. That's not based on, on fact or whatever. It just feels like we know how much this company has. We know what a wrestling company looks like when X number of dollars are put into it. And we know what Ring of Honor is looking like. Talent's there. Talent has always been there. Ring of Honor, to me, has always... I've described them in the past as the Saturday Night Live of pro wrestling. They have their, you know, their name guys who move on, and then they build new stars, and then they move on, and they build new stars, and they move on. I just think, unfortunately, when they were firing on all cylinders, there were two... I, I just... I think it never... Uh, things never would sync up, if that makes sense. Like, I, I think when they had the money, they didn't have the name talent. When they had the name talent, they didn't have the money. When they had both the money and the name talent, maybe they didn't have the reach that they needed. Um, you know, the, uh, or maybe there was somebody else in town that was bigger. I mean, they've got incredible talent now putting on incredible matches. Impact Wrestling has incredible talent putting on incredible matches. But then not, neither of those are going to be number number two, you know. And they could have been. Yeah. They could have been. They could have been. And, so uh, something for AEW to, to learn from. But I had a point and it disappeared into the ether. Oh, but, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's me. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I don't know. I think, um, you know, and then there's MLW. Who, you know, you just were there getting your road wear pop and, um, and it was <laughs> awesome. But MLW, MLW is amazing. They're amazing. Yeah, they seem to be taking a different approach where they're kind of like, we've got our niche, we're in here, and we're just going to expand upon that. They're not worried about growing to fit uh, uh, into a spot that they feel is, you know, vacant. They're just kind of creating their own spot, and I think that that's really cool. Well, when you uh, back to your Saturday Night Live point about Ring of Honor, it's kind of like when and the point I forgot until just a second. Uh, it's like when ECW went to TNN and all of a sudden the Dudleys and Taz leave, you know, they get yeah. to national television and their top stars leave. Mm-hmm. Now, who knows what could have happened, you know, if they would have stayed, I still think they, it still would have been a problem because again, TNN didn't put any money into the promotion and it was on a burden put on upon ECW to pay for production and all that stuff. So, I mean, Jack, Jack you know. Gray here, he's bringing up the original, owner of uh of ring of honor and you know and then his uh legal situations and stuff like that and you know i to me i don't actually think that that played a role in ring of honor um not succeeding because that happened he was gone and ring of honor continued on so it was never a i I don't think that ever set anything back i don't think that you know I think Ring of Honor ended up having some of its best years immediately following. So, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, that that could have turned some fans off to it, you know. Um, But I think it was bigger than that. I think their issues have always been bigger uh, of whether it's timing or whatever the case. But um, Vanessa Bello asks, do you guys plan on going to the Cauliflower? Dude, I still can't say this after a year. (laughs) Cauliflower Alley Club reunion in September. Um, I am not uh, planning. Not to September. No. Yeah. Uh, no, no, unfortunately. No. Yeah. I wish, but, uh, I wish they would have pushed it off till April again. Yeah. But they might. Who what knows? do I know? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, 
let's see what else we have here. Um, some other great questions. Um, Mark and Dryden asked again, as of when this is recorded, who are your guys' current favorite wrestlers and why? I don't know if we asked that because that was an older one. I don't know if we asked that or not last week, but still a fun one. There's uh, so much good talent out there. Oh, For man. me, I'm going to say Chris Jericho because he's still like of, of active wrestler. I mean, he is on my, you know, the Mount Rushmore or whatever. He's on there for me as far as my fandom, my top five fandom. If I had to look at my top five favorite wrestlers of all time, Chris Jericho's on that list, and he's the only one who's still an active wrestler. So how can the answer be anybody else, right? Yeah, uh, I'll give a shout-out right now to a talent that's out there that might be under the radar. Uh, and I saw my MLW. A uh, dude by the name of Calvin Tankman. And I think he was on the GCW show as well. Okay. Uh, big dude doing amazing things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always a fan of the big boys because mm-hmm. I'm one of them. And uh, I wish I had the forethought to do some of the stuff he does now back then. You know, just uh, Calvin Tankman. Uh, but I don't know where he's from. I know he just wrestled for GCW. He wrestled for MLW. He just wrestled in Texas. Uh, let me see. I, let me uh, look up his his Twitter real quick. Why? Yeah, go go to what's that? Go to at Calvin Tankman on Twitter at Calvin Tankman. Look him up. Look him up on YouTube and enjoy. I had at Calvin Tan uh, with me at GCW. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yep. Uh, oh, my. Um, hey, Ringside Rant wants to know, would you rather be on Simpsons or Family Guy as yourself? Family Guy. Yeah. Um, John- uh, Jonathan Chambers says, uh, definitely agree with Tankman. Hammerstone is one of the best uh, I think I've ever seen also. So. Yeah, Hammerstone's some good stuff. Don't sleep on MLW, guys. I swear to God, we're not just saying that because we're on their radio network. Yeah, because um, they don't they don't <laughs> care what we say about them. Uh, yeah, uh, shout out to Cord Bauer, man. He's uh, doing amazing things. Yeah. Um, hey, Deep Dive Disney had a question for you as well. Uh, what's your favorite Disney movie? Shit. Uh <laughs> Uh, Invincible with Mark Wahlberg because it's about the Philadelphia Eagles, um, and it was shot in my neighborhood. It, it was shot near uh, near me. So. Uh, Carl Hayes writes: uh, Best rookies to draft in seven keeper fantasy football league. Oof. Well, hmm. I don't. Play, I don't do fantasy football though. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, what about this one? Maybe we can book the I just root for the Eagles, and that's it. You know. Uh, Mark and Dryden back with us again. Uh, fantasy book how slash what show, et cetera, you would have Becky Lynch return. And it would have been good to have her come back, you know, just uh, a couple of weeks ago at uh, Money in the Bank, but. If you're gonna have to come back, SummerSlam's coming up. Yeah. Save her for that big stadium pop in Vegas, or a you know, Saudi show. 
no. <laughs> uh, no. Um, uh, nah, SummerSlam. SummerSlam's like the uh, summertime WrestleMania. Would you have her come <laughs> back at SummerSlam as a surprise, or maybe we announce her return without letting her be on TV? I would have her as a surprise because they pretty much sold a lot of tickets anyway, and I think it's going to sell anyway. You would announce her beforehand if ticket sales were slow, yeah. you know, to kind of juice them up a little bit. But you also want to give people a moment, you know, so you can have that SummerSlam moment, you know, kind of like a WrestleMania moment. But, uh, you know, I would I would save her as a surprise for SummerSlam. And that's a great opportunity to remind everybody uh, who is a wrestling fan who watched through the Thunderdome era. Uh, just a reminder to everybody who who watched that and chose not to get vaccinated. If for no other reason, <laughs> forget people's health, their well-being, the pandemic, whatever. For no other reason, just how good is it to have fans back? Please don't do this to us again. You know, just don't. Just don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> uh, hey, Meanie, before we go, I want to ask you a question. Yes, dear. Uh, what... Uh, what type of, as, as they say, uh, breaking news did Cella Toys reveal uh, for San Diego Comic-Con weekend? Uh, I'm very excited that Cella Toys has decided to do another Blue Mini action figure. Uh, yes, that is correct. Uh, they are doing another variant of the Blue Mini. Uh, action figure uh, this time. Yes, yes. Crowd's going crazy. <laughs> there we go. Uh, that's an oldie but goodie. Um, yeah, and I'm excited. Uh, it's going to be the long hair pl- ponytail meanie. Uh, we're still working on the design of the shirt, but um, I'm excited. That's you know, awesome. uh, you know, for the longest time, it was so depressing when people go, "Where's your action figure?" And you're like, "I don't have one." Now, uh, I want to say this is because I had the uh, figure story company. That was the first one. Micro brawlers count? Um, I think collectors would kind of, I, it's certainly a collectible. It's certainly awesome. I don't know if it counts yeah. as an action figure, but. So I'm trying to say whether this is my third or fourth figure. I, I'm trying to be. Uh, three and a half. Micro Brawls? I don't know. The next time I'm uh, interviewing GCW world champion Matt Cardona, I'll ask him if he considers a micro brawler. Um, but no, I, I think. Um, ask Matt anything. Yeah. Um, I, I. Either way, I mean, you have a micro brawler and it's awesome. Um, but yeah, man, mm-hmm. this is it. And what I love about it, what I absolutely love, because I don't, I don't know if this is the case, but if I had to guess... Your lower body and your arms are going to resemble this guy that I'm holding in my hands here, right? Yes. And it's the torso, I guess. It's the new torso um, with the new head. Uh, I yes. mean, new torso, I think it looks identical. You know, it's kind of your gimmick. <laughs> the half shirt, you know. It's a, but are you planning on maybe like a blue shirt? I think I, I think that would be nice. A I nice think people, blue. I feel like people want 
a blue BWO blue meanie, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's quite a possibility, yeah. especially, you know, with, you know, being in Retromania mm-hmm. with the BWO and stuff like that. And I'll tell you what else they can do. So this one's going to be really cool. I can't wait to see it and can't wait to see what you come up with. But then the one I'm holding you now, I wouldn't sneeze at a direct repaint of modern day Blue Meanie with a BWO shirt. Yeah. I mean, that's not hard. You take this Mind of the Meanie shirt and you paint it blue and put a BWO logo on it and you're good to go. They already have the molds. Yep, they already have the molds. The Um, repaints are uh, the easiest thing to do, really. They really are. Um, I can tell you that firsthand, but I can't tell you why. (laughs) But you'll find out soon. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm so happy for you to be getting another figure. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, 3.5. You know, they just announced Nick Aldis has, like, an incredibly short run of, like, him in multiple different gear, like, repaints. And a, a total... I don't know if it's totally gold or totally silver or whatever it is, but it's like a metallic one. Like it almost looks like the old uh, Star Wars ones. So Chella's doing like crazy stuff. So we don't, you know, I would, I would bet That's money. Them, man. I would bet money that this new blue meanie figure, like you said, people would always be like, when, where's your figure? Dude, you're just going to be like, in the next like two years, I predict you're just gonna be like, which one? And then drop in one of those like old school, <laughs> you know, unrolling lists and just, you know, um, arm bar. Yeah, right. <laughs> but because the thing is, you have had different attires, you have, you have yes. all of those classic shirts and different options you can do. Oh, and we can do got, the Sir, Sir Meanie with the powdered wig and the hat. You know. So many things. But even just strictly from a repaint standpoint, there's yeah. old school Blue Meanie with the BWO shirt that you're, you know, uh, with the smaller beard and the ponytail, right? But then there's mm-hmm. also white shirt airbrush Blue Meanie logo with that smaller beard and the ponytail. But then there's also, like we just talked about, repaint of this guy with the BWO of modern day Blue Meanie. There are so many different options, and fans eat that stuff up. Like, you literally, a repaint, you could have this exact figure and make your pants more of, like, a gray and your shirt blue, and there are diehard fans out there who are going to be lining up to get their hands on it. So, I'm I'm excited for you, man. man. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Not as much as excited as I am just because, you know, it's 2021, and who knew, you know, you know, uh, you know, chi- you know, the kid in me, the teenager in me, the wrestling fan in me, the fact that, you know, one day, not only will I be a wrestler, not only will I get to be a part of ECW, not only will I be a part of WWE, but to get it, you know, of course you want, you know, WWE merch, but an independently run company is investing money in me, in me in hopes to sell a product. That means the world to me. This, somebody thought that, who can we, you know, spend all this money on and make an action figure? Oh, the Blue Meanie. Yeah. And th- that's, a, that's a huge responsibility, and uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it says a lot to the, the longevity of your career, you know, and what you still mean to the business. So it's, it's, yeah. it's important. I mean, and if there is any, more so than them spending the money on you, for this figure that they just announced to me, it's the fact that this figure comes after the two pack and the success yeah. of the two pack. 
because, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that they were like, because again, they could have said, nah, you know what I mean? We've got the mold already. We're thinking we'll do a single one of you in the BWO and we'll just do a repaint. But the fact that they're now, it was so successful with the two pack that they're looking at it going, all right, he is a proven commodity so much so that we will even spend more money to create another new mold for the blue meanie. I don't know anybody else in the cello toy line. I think you're the only person and maybe I'm wrong here, but I think you're the only person to have multiple molds of, of the same line. Cause they're at also le- at, le- at least the first, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're also planning to do, I know dynamite kid has multiple molds. If you count the fact that they're doing like the seven inch figure of him, yeah, but, you know, yeah. man, it's only a matter of time till you get that. What a time inch. to be a fan! Oh man, <laughs> if you're a fan of re- this, is the best time to be a fan of wrestling. If you are a fan yeah. of wrestling action figures, holy crap, man! Like, yeah. it is Zombie Sailors doing amazing things with his stuff. The Jeff Jarrett yeah. orange card yeah. figure. Um, How crazy is that? It's just it's insane, and like, and that and Chella Toys really like paving the way. With this stuff, they're doing such great stuff. And now that they've announced their other line, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast just announced that they're going to be doing a uh, uh, what they're calling bendies, which are made to look exactly like the old bendums. Um, yeah. it, it's just so cool. It, it's it's really it's exciting. I've always been a huge wrestling figure fan, as as everybody knows. Um, and uh, James Sorensen writes, "Can I invest in the Blue Meanie?" I am pretty sure you do every single month, James. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, Sir, you have a level named after you. Yes. Uh, and that shirt is officially on its way to you. The uh, Sorensen level <laughs> blue shirt. Uh, by the way, go to uh, proslingtees.com slash mind of the meanie. We just dropped some new shirts over there. Um, nice. There's, uh, I'll bring it up and see what I can find. Um but meaning anything else you want to share before we go while I'm bringing oh, this up? Oh, man, just uh, as always, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our pod squad. Thank you to the ones who listen to free. Thanks to the ones who listen on Patreon who are watching us live and in living color as we do this uh, right now. Uh, it means the world to us. Uh, thank you to everybody who I met over the weekend at Legends of Hamburg. and said they enjoyed the show. Uh, and thank you to the, the new people who I met over that weekend and are uh, joining us now. So uh, we're trying to grow this product, and we are nothing without you. So if you uh, like us, tell a friend. If you hate us, tell an enemy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just help us uh, join us on this ride and help us grow this product. Uh, spread the word and uh, let people know we're here. You, you know? know? Yeah. I was going to say, it's, it's funny going, looking back. Prowrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meanie. Just, you know, we've got three pages of of shirts now. I mean, and so many, like, just looking back at our early ones, the I hate mustaches, the meanie burger, <laughs> the baby. That was the a, first one, I think. Yep, baby in a beanbag chair. Um, you know, just such such great stuff. But most recently what we've uh what we've added there, thanks to the great Andy Slichter. We have a So Anyway shirt, uh, which I think is just a great shirt to have. We have the Congratulations Brain uh, that looks like a, <laughs> looks like a cake. Um, That's awesome. We have Alien Talk with a blue alien that looks like the Blue Meanie. 
Um, we have in the vein of I hate Steven Singer, for all of you who think I talk too much, the I hate Josh Chernoff shirt. Um, <laughs> we have uh, this great one here that uh, has a, a beautiful castle and says, bye-bye, have fun storming the castle. Ah, that's um, awesome. That's a new one. Three's Company Blue. Ah. And uh, and this fun one here that says, it's the wrestling business with uh, made to look like money with the money signs instead of the S's. Um, which I'll tell you what's great about that. Slichter does all this stuff. Um, and man, I, I, half of those, I don't even remember what we were talking about that led him to make those, but, uh, but it's, but it's great. Um, he showed me his notepad over the weekend with all his ideas. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's amazing. Arm bar. Yep. <laughs> now slip just that long. Knocking it out of the park. Um, left and Absolutely. right. Uh, so yeah, that's pro wrestling tees.com slash mind of the meanie. Uh, let's not forget pro wrestling tees. Dot com slash blue meanie. Get all your uh, blue meanie merch. And just add it to com slash blue meanie. Uh, they're, they have their own version of Cameo now called Shoot. So if you want a personalized message from the blue meanie, meanie go to com slash blue meanie and order a, a private, t- a special uh, a video from the blue guy. And then you can, after you do that, you can get a BWO shirt. You can get a, a one. You can get the a Brian Rollins shirt, a Which Zebra Kid shirt. Uh, yeah, crazy stuff, man. But uh, yeah, thank you, uh, thank you all to uh, Pro Wrestling Tees for including me. Uh, I'm the, like kind of like the guinea pig on their their new <laughs> shoot venture. Uh, I I got text uh, from Ryan. He's like, "Hey, uh, let me know how it goes. You're uh, you're our first one." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> Yeah, so, so so, come on, guys, go yeah, right man. now. I've like, had a couple of them. It went pretty good. So yeah. that's awesome. Very very cool. Absolutely, uh, it's a great idea for them to be doing that. Um, and then there's also there's prowrestlingtees.com slash so says Chernoff. Uh, if you'd Absolutely. like to go, I have some new ones from Slickter as well. Uh, the uh, Raw isn't Chernoff shirt made to look like Raw is War. <laughs> there have been a ton of new, uh, a ton of of. Uh, in the last couple months, new commentators going in and out uh, on Monday Night Raw. And uh, I'm not any of them. Um, <laughs> so this is, as I Aww. tweeted out, this is your opportunity to commemorate uh, WWE not offering me a job. Um, so Raw isn't sure enough. And then there's the cool S that looks like the Scratch logo that Slickter made as well, which is really neat. Um, but yeah, we also have, uh, you can follow us on social media uh, he is at Blue Meanie BWO across the board. Uh, I am at So Says Chernoff across the board. And we are at Mind of the Meanie across the board. Um, we're, we're, we're tweeting things. We're retweeting things. We're, uh, you know, we're all over the place on there. So come join us. Um, it's, it's a great way to connect to us because we are so busy. At least social media allows us to be able to spend some time with everybody. And then... Meanie, I think most of all we have to talk about patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Um, we're about to hop off of this episode right now and jump onto a Zoom call with our Patreon members. And that Absolutely. is the most enjoyable part of this. So uh, everybody make sure that you go and join us over at patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. And if you're wondering where you can do all these things, where you can get the brothers gather uh, buddies 
any of this stuff, just go to mindofthemeanie.com. It's that easy. Mindofthemeanie.com has everything. It has links for the shirts, has links for the buddies, has links for the figures, has links to our personal appearances, everything that you could possibly want from uh, Mind of the Meanie. It's right there at mindofthemeanie.com. Uh, Meanie, any any final words? I pretty much uh, said it all, man. I'm grateful for everything uh, about the show. Between uh, Josh's hard work to the undying loyalty of our uh, our fans each and every week who uh, continue to support us, we see the numbers and we say thank you. Yes, and I will. I will second that. Thank you all so much, and uh, we will be back for episode seventy-two next Monday, as we are for every Monday, except for the few that I'm going to miss coming up, for another trip into the mind. The world of MLW Radio never stops.